couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPolcito, and the Celtics beat up the Pelicans 125-114, win their fourth straight, and this was an absolute masterclass from the Jays. We're going to dive into it, run the podcast same as usual, run through play of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows. Uh, kind of wrap up where the Celtics stand in the Eastern Conference here. But to get things started, this is an absolute monster performance from Jalen Brown. Uh, he deserves a ton of credit for today's win because when the rest of the team was struggling to hit shots, Jalen Brown kept them afloat. Uh, ended the night 41 points, 12 rebounds, four of which were offensive, was eight of nine from the free throw line. 15 of 21 from the field. 15 of 21. Three is from deep. The threes were falling a little bit better today. Uh, he's kind of struggled with that recently. So this is a fantastic offensive performance from Jalen Brown through and through. Uh, he had a double-double at halftime. He had 18 points, 10 rebounds at halftime. And obviously the rebounds didn't continue but he far outscored the that in the second half. Like that third quarter for him, he had 18 points at halftime. He had 36 at the end of the third. So he literally doubled up uh, his points in the third quarter and was just an absolute monster in this one. Sat out uh, for, honestly, the majority of the fourth quarter, uh, which is kind of what you were to expect based on where the Celtics are, how much the Celtics were winning by. But this was a good game, and it's a, it's a good game from Joe Mazzulla as well. Uh, this is the front end of a back-to-back, and I think Joe did a good job keeping minutes fairly low. Like You've got 35 for, for Jalen, 36 for Jason Tatum. Could it have been lower? Could it have been lower 30s? Sure. Uh, but even, even if, like, this is a – a solid game through and through from Joe. I thought he adjusted well. We'll talk about that later in this game, but uh, or later in the podcast. But Jalen Brown in this one, fantastic. Uh, and his running partner, Jason Tatum, wasn't a slouch himself. Uh, it wasn't his best performance, uh, but he turned it on in the fourth quarter. Uh, he, at going into the fourth, had 17 points. Uh, looked like his 25-point streak was you know, kind of at risk, and he goes off and gets 14 points in that fourth quarter. Ends the night, 31 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, a steal. Uh, just it, a really impressive game from him as well. Zero turnovers for Jason Tatum. So you look at what the Jays gave you in this one. Combined for 72 points. Combined 25 of 43 shooting, which is well over 50%, 22 rebounds between the two of them, and only two turnovers. And that's in 60, 71, 71 minutes between the two of them. Uh, so really, it's just, it's super, super efficient from the two of them. And it's exactly what you need. Like you, this is obviously a, a New Orleans Pelican team that is 
done really well this year. They're 25 and 17 after this loss, right? So really solid team overall. Uh, one of the tops in the Western Conference. They didn't have Zion. They didn't have Brandon Ingram. So obviously they're going to be at a disadvantage, right? They've got two of their, you know, quote unquote, all-star caliber players missing. You know, granted, we were missing two of our starters in Time Lord and Marcus Smart, but to say that they're the same players is, you know, not fair to Zion and Brandon Ingram. They're clearly the better two over Smart and Time Lord. Uh, but overall, like, teams still show up, right? Any team is capable of winning on any given night. We've seen it, right? This Pelicans team that rolled out today with C.J. McCollum probably could have beaten the Thunder, right? And the Thunder absolutely destroyed the Celtics. I don't want to bring that up, but what I'm getting at is any team is capable of winning on any given night. Uh, and the Celtics came out, and they were aggressive, they were aggressive getting downhill. They were aggressive getting to the rim, but they were also aggressive in finding guys. Uh, Derek White, I think, did a really good job of it tonight. Uh, only ended the game with five points, but he ended with a team-high six assists. And a lot of them were dimes. Like, he was doing a great job getting downhill early, finding guys for open threes. The, sh- the threes did not fall at the same percentage that, you know, a lot of people would like. But 34% from three is not bad. There was a point in this game at the end of the first quarter, we were 7 of 17, which is great. That three-point percentage is fantastic. I thought the Celtics were going to end this game shooting 187 three-point shots because in the first seven minutes, that is all the Celtics were doing. But – Again, the Celtics were hitting a lot of those threes, and it got them out to a pretty early lead. Um, And a lot of it came from Derek White. Al Horford had two of those threes early. He had a really solid game in this one. Nice bounce back game. 14 points, three rebounds, four assists, a steal, a block, four of six from three. Two of which super early in the game from Derek White. Uh, off of really Tatum screens. Tatum kind of freed him up with screens and that, but Derek White found him. Uh, two easy threes. Jason Tatum also got him with another three uh, to start off. He had nine points in the first couple minutes. Uh, so Al Horford really came out strong in this one. Uh, but really, like we saw, we saw a really good game from almost everybody that played. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon. I'll tell you, this guy has stepped up in a major way. I talked about it in the last podcast how Joe Mazzulla really called out the bench uh, after you know Malcolm Brogdon went on record saying that they were the best bench in the NBA. And they really didn't play that way for two weeks. But after Joe Mazzulla called them out, these guys have turned it up a notch. Malcolm Brogdon, 20 points tonight, four rebounds, four assists, two steals, uh, Seven of 11 from the field, two of five from three, got to the free throw line, hit four of four there, was a team second best plus 17. Like this is a really, really strong game from Malcolm Brogdon as well. So you talk about like we obviously went through the podcast with him last game uh, where he stepped up in a major way. Malcolm Brogdon is continuing to play like 
a starting point guard, right? And obviously with Marcus Smart not here, it doesn't even matter. If he was here, I still think that, you know, Malcolm Brogdon is going to continue to come off the bench. That was the role that I think was agreed upon when he came to Boston and they've done a really good job. Even in the games where, you know, Marcus Smart's out like this one, he's stuck to the six man script. And I don't think that's going to change because I really do think that the Celtics need a guy like Brogdon that can go out there and kind of run the second unit. And he's done a great job of that for the large majority of this season. Now I talked about a two week hiatus where it was tough, uh, but for the large portion of this year, Malcolm Brogdon's done a really good job of kind of controlling that second unit, bringing it a little extra bit of offense and, uh, and he did it again tonight. You gotta give Malcolm Brogdon a lot of credit in this one because it wasn't just him scoring; it was him scoring at big points. There were a couple possessions today where he had the steal and the finish to go up sixteen with five twenty left. Uh, he had a big three, and then a nice mid range back to back that really extended the lead to I believe nine after the Pelicans made a really big run. So. At multiple points throughout this game, the Pelicans got this game close and we had guys step up. Malcolm Brogdon did. Obviously, the large majority of it was Jalen Brown because he just didn't miss today. 15 of 21 from the field was just nuts to even say out loud, uh, especially in a 41-point game. Uh, but really, like you got guys to step up through and through. Like Grant Williams today, end of the night – the shooting numbers aren't fantastic. He ended with nine points, three rebounds, four assists, though. Uh, one of six from three, that's tough. Uh, but outside of that, outside of the, the threes lacking, I thought he played a great game. Like, I didn't really believe the shooting numbers when I first looked at the stats because the eye test looked fantastic for Grant. I thought he had a couple of huge plays Uh early and down the stretch. He had that really nice coast-to-coast Euro and finish. Uh, He had a nice transition three all in the first quarter. Uh, But he also had a huge drive and finish to go up 13 with six and a half left. So we have, again, a bunch of guys stepping up, playing their game. Uh, Offensively, this was more like the Celtics of the early season. Um, and defensively, you know, it wasn't, it, it really wasn't a bad game defensively, but it certainly wasn't the same game that we played last night or our last game, excuse me. Uh, but it was solid. I mean, this is a, this is a really energetic Pelicans team that loves to run. Alvarado is as annoying as they come. Uh, but they've got a bunch of guys that honestly just want to go out there and score and run the floor. And they do it at a very high level. They had, you know, CJ McCollum went off in this one. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, you know, honestly, the, the other guy that stepped up from the Celtics is Luke Cornett. you don't really see it on the stat sheet that much. I thought this was probably one of the better Luke Cornett games that we've seen since his game against Philly. Like, I don't know if that was the first, somewhere in the first, second, or third game of the season 
It might have been the home opener for the Celtics. Uh, the stats do not reflect it, but two points, five rebounds, two assists. He did have two blocks in this one. Uh, I thought defensively he was really good. He did get burned once from Alvarado. That's to be expected. That guy can pretty much blow past anybody. But this was a really, really good defensive game from Luke Cornett. Um, but really, like it's a it's a game where Joe Missoula deserves a little bit of credit for this for this win because they've got they've got a big guy uh, Valanciunas that rebounds with the best of them has a really strong offensive game most of the time uh, or can and the Celtics really just mitigated that and it wasn't strictly due to the play of of Luke Cornett excuse me it was it was because of the game plan that Joe Missoula really put together and you saw early early in this game where they had Malcolm Brogdon covering him and Luke Cornett was almost playing that free safety role that Time Lord plays so well and it worked wonders like guys would double Luke Cornett was kind of running around in the background because he's super long and was able to cover a lot of ground. And it led to him getting a couple blocks down there because of it. But it also led to him being able to kind of slide over, step in with a double and defend against Valanciunas. But this is a, a really good game plan, I think, defensively from Joe Missoula and offensively. I mean, it's not like I don't really think the offense – ran as well as it probably should have. But when you've got Jalen Brown absolutely going off, shooting as efficiently as he did, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have an offensive game plan that much because you've got a guy, a certified bucket, that can go out there and do what he wants. And that's really what we saw tonight in this one. Uh, now, this game wasn't perfect. There were some outliers that I do want to talk about. But before we dive into some of the negatives here, I want to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain – as you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilize the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. The NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for wildcard round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 
To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wildcard round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you'll get a free bet back up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Guys, it could not get easier. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN, and new customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so I want to talk about some of the negatives here, and honestly, it's not it's not even negatives as far as the team goes, but it's two players in particular that sort of let me down and it pains me to say it, but it's Sam Hauser and Peyton Pritchard. These guys, you know, more so Peyton Pritchard in this one, but Pritchard got his opportunity to play tonight. Marcus Smart back-to-back games did not play. uh, And you kind of expected Pritchard to get a lot of run last game and it didn't really happen. Only he was under 10 minutes. Tonight he had 18, though. And this was obviously a, a blow win. The Celtics kind of ran a, a bench unit late, but he had his opportunity. And there were a couple of plays today where it just did not look good. And it wasn't it wasn't even the defense, it was the offense that was struggling. He ended the night three points, six rebounds, and a steal. The six rebounds. He's a really good rebounder for someone his size. Uh, But it's the shooting that gets him onto the floor. It was the shooting that got him onto the floor all year last year as well. There were a couple of times today where he had a wide open shot. He had a wide open corner three, missed it. A couple of wide open corner threes and missed it. But one of them, back-to-back possessions, he ended up getting a steal, which was great, after one of his missed threes goes out in transition, it's a three-on-one opportunity, fast-break opportunity, and Peyton Pritchard throws the ball away. And it's something like he had a step on the guy and just didn't lay it up. Like he very easily could have gotten a layup and instead tries to make the the pass to Tatum for a layup and just throws out a bounce. This is back-to-back possessions for him on the offensive end. Uh, So to me, it's just he finally, finally gets an opportunity to go in there. And I love Pritchard. I love his game. I love his energy. I love the enthusiasm. I love his hustle. But when you're out there, you got to make the plays. You got to hit the shots. And – it just wasn't there for him. And it really, it really sucks because he doesn't get a lot of opportunities. And I know, you know, we talk about it all the time with him. Like he can come in and he'll hit his very first shot. And honestly, he did tonight. He stepped in and I think it was the very first possession that he was on the court. He spots up six feet beyond the arc, hits a three in Alvarado's eye. And then he proceeded to miss his next five shots. So we love the fact that he can come in ice cold and hit a shot, but you need to do it on a consistent basis. And tonight he didn't do it. 
And it's just disheartening because I really do love Pritchard. Uh, so that was one of kind of the letdowns in this one for me. The other one was Sam Hauser. Yeah, we've we've seen it for a little bit now. Like his game has taken you know, a sharp dive. I'm not going to say a nose dive, but it's taken a sharp dive. And it hasn't been good. Tonight only got eight minutes. And a lot of it was because he was absolutely getting cooked on the defensive end. And we haven't said that a lot this year. I've backed up his defense a couple times. This was not a good game for him. There were some possessions where C.J. McCollum in the first half, and I'll give C.J. a ton of credit on this because he cooked everybody on this Celtics team. He ended the night with 38 points on 15 of 24 from the field. He was 6 of 6 from 3 at one point. He ended the night 6 of 12. So sort of like that little Peyton Pritchard cold spell there, but he ended the night with 38 points. A lot of those were on Sam Hauser in those eight minutes that he was out there, and it wasn't good. It was not good. And, you know, he's another one similar to Pritchard. Like if he's out there, he needs to hit shots. And if he's not hitting shots, he's wasting time. Because if he's not hitting shots, we know he's not a – plus defender so he's just losing minutes at that point and he was he was a negative three on the the plus minus in this one it's just tough because you've got two guys that are so likable and especially in boston like boston fans love those guys more so pritchard than hauser but you need them to step up and hit shots they combined one of nine from the field in this one. Uh, so it is just, it's not a great game for the two of them. But outside of that, I mean, defensively, you can say that they weren't as together as they have been in past. Uh, but again, you're also missing Marcus Smart, Defensive Player of the Year, and your rim presence in Robert Williams. They can kind of clean up a lot of mistakes. CJ McCollum cooked the Celtics, a lot of mid ranges, a lot of threes, a lot of getting to the hoop. And a lot of it probably could have been fixed by having another really good defender and Marcus smart on the perimeter. And it also could have very much been helped by having a very good help defender in Robert Williams. So the defense certainly takes a step backwards when both of those guys are out. It's understandable. The important part of this whole thing is that the Celtics won, right? At this point, we are the first team to 30 wins uh, on the season, and it feels good. This is the fourth straight win for the Celtics. We move up to 30 and 12, and if you look at the standings in the Eastern Conference or in the NBA, for that matter, the Celtics continue to build their lead. We've got a two-game lead over Brooklyn, two and a half over Milwaukee. Uh, we've got the best scoring differential, plus six points there. And, you know, we're really just beating up teams at this point. We're beating up teams, and it's great to see. Eight and two in our last ten after a pretty tough stretch uh, towards the end of that road trip and extended, I guess, past that as well. So. The Celtics are right back in it. The Celtics are, are back to playing really good basketball. So people can kind of relax a little bit. 
we have a back-to-back, right? So we're pre- we're playing Brooklyn tomorrow night, who is two games behind us in the Eastern Conference. Hopefully, fingers crossed, at least this is what my expectations are. Marcus Smart, Robert Williams will play in that game. Again, I'm not telling you that as a fact. I am telling you that is my gut reaction to this. With the with it being a back-to-back, we won't see Al Horford. I'm expecting Time Lord to play. I think this was very much a rest night, knowing that Al Horford wasn't going to play against Brooklyn. Uh, and that's a better matchup for Rob than it is for Al. Uh, because Claxton, very similar body type to Rob. So uh, very much expecting Rob to get that start. We'll see a fairly normal-ish starting lineup with Marcus Smart, Jalen Jason, Time Lord, probably Derek White, potentially Grant, depending on what Brooklyn does with their starting lineup. But with no KD, it might be beneficial to go with a Grant um, just because they're probably going to end up running Ben Simmons uh, alongside Nick Claxton as far as their big men go. And then it'll be fairly small outside of that. So Derek White probably matches up well in that. Uh, But this is going to be a game where you kind of more or less rested your main guys. They didn't play a ton of minutes in this one. Uh, But then you'll have a pretty fresh Robert Williams. You'll have a pretty fresh Marcus Smart. And you're going to need minutes from Blake Griffin and Luke Cornett more than likely because I don't think that they're going to run Time Lord more than 25 minutes. That'll probably be his cap once again. And with no Al Horford to to back that up, you can't rely on Grant to go out there and play the five that that much. So we're probably going to see some Cornett and Blake Griffin minutes tomorrow. Uh, but at this point, like strap in, it's going to be a fun game. Regardless of KD being there or not, Brooklyn's playing really good basketball at this point. They're nine and one in their last 10 uh, and have quietly been one of the better defensive teams in the entire NBA. So that's, that game is tomorrow night. Big implications as far as standings goes. It's not really going to change who's first or second, but whether or not we extend the gap to three between us and them or it dwindles down to one. So uh, make sure to tune in for that. If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics guy. Make sure to join our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics?